All right. Welcome back to the Find Your Spark podcast. I am Ashley Hunt. And I am Stephanie Fox. And we are um, going to try something a little bit different today. So Stephanie and I just had a whirlwind of meetings and we were playing around with different topics because we realized, oh, we have none in the bank and we really need to have some podcasts. So uh, we decided to sit and think on the different types of topics that we would like to bring to the table. And something that I said to Stephanie, and this is what we're going to try guys. So here we go, is I was talking about how lately I have been listening to the same podcast over and over. Well, I listen to a lot, but I've been listening to one with the same people for quite a while now. I kind of feel like I know them pretty well. They don't know me, but I feel like I know them. And uh, while they bring lots of interesting topics to the table, what they did this past week and last week was they decided to highlight each person's, like they called it their origin story. So like where they came from kind of, and then really what led them up to where they are right now. And I found it as a listener, so intriguing because one, I thought I knew these people and then I learned so many new things from them, but also what kept occurring to me as they were speaking about the different ways in which they led them to the moment they're, they're in now is a lot of things where they really were following their spark. These people don't know <laughs> what their spark is. I mean, maybe they do, but they don't, they wouldn't call it that. Um, but I was listening for that and I heard it in a lot of different things. So what I said to Stephanie is, I think it might be interesting for our listeners to kind of do that is to hear from each of us so that you guys get to know us a little bit better, but then also seeing how we came about, like how we came to doing what we're doing right now. So hopefully that's going to be interesting to you. <laughs> we'll try it out. So I said to Stephanie, um, I, I was like, so do you want to, you want to do it? Or she said, what did you say, Stephanie? I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said, I'd really have to think on that. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, I know right away. So I could totally kick us off and we could start with me. Um, so I guess that's what we're going to do. We're going to just talk all about me guys, <laughs> kind of how I came to spark. Uh, so Stephanie jump in at any portion, if you have any questions, cause there might be some things that you don't know as well. Um, or more you might want me to elaborate on. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. I feel like I've heard your spark origin story but it's been in the context of you like presenting at a conference or in another venue where I didn't feel like I could be the interviewer you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean so now yeah. I'm excited about this this opportunity <laughs> to yeah dig into a little bit more okay well let's do this so we'll start out when I was born y'all <laughs> I was born in the same state that I live in now I've always lived here so if, for those of you who don't know I am from Tampa Florida and that is where I was born and raised my entire life um I was born to a teen mom so my mother was a teenager did you know that <laughs> did not know that this is Look. already illuminating Okay, so I was born to a teen mom. Um, my mother got pregnant with me when she was 17. And then she had me three weeks after she turned 18. Uh, her and my dad went to high school together. And so, yeah, they got married while my mother was massively pregnant and then had me. 
So she, your mom got married when she was 17. Yes. In yeah. high school. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. She did. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Did she uh -huh. um okay, already so many questions. Did she like have a big like support network? How how was that for her? Um I could not imagine having to go through what she went through. No, um, she did not. Like her parents were divorced at the time. Uh she was living with her dad. Her dad was extremely strict. She did not even tell him she was pregnant until she was six months pregnant with me. Like she hid it the whole time. Oh my gosh. Um, had her best friend come over to tell her dad that she was pregnant with me. Uh, yeah, so definitely not. I mean, she actually was living on her own at 18 when she had me. So she moved out, like my parents got married at 17 and then she had me three weeks later. Um, and then, yeah, they started living on their own right away. And I don't know how the heck they did it. <laughs> did they work? What, how does that, how do, how? yeah. So my mom graduated early from high school. She, so okay. uh, she graduated like a semester early and then immediately got a job. And it's the same, like she's been working for the same company for like ever and ever. So she just got really lucky and started working. Uh, she already had a job, but then she got a really good one. And yeah, she's been there ever since. So. Well, what did she know. bring you to work? Like who took care of the baby while she was working? Who took care of you? Were you like, did you go to work with her? Well, that's a great question, Stephanie. I don't know where I was. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know if my parents split the time or what, or if I went to it. I actually, I vaguely remember when I was younger, I would have a lot, I would be in like an at-home daycare. So yeah, I don't know. She's okay. So yeah, I was born to a teen mom. And then after that, um, my parents, they were married. And then after they were married, uh, they had my sister a couple of years later and they were divorced by the time I was five. So when I was five, my parents split. And so that's, um, that was a whole thing. That was really interesting. Um, my dad is an alcoholic. He still is. My real dad is an alcoholic uh, to this day. And so that has shaped me and formed me in lots of ways and the way in which I see lots of things and, and kind of how I am. Uh, so he, yeah, so they, they divorced because of that. And then I kind of saw him every now and then it was kind of every other weekend thing. And then there was a very long period of my childhood where he kind of left and was gone. And I just didn't speak to like, we just had no relationship. Um, and then he came back at some point started having a relationship again, kind of here and there, but it was always just, let me go over and check the box that I went over, you know? Mm. So that happened. And then my mom did get remarried to my stepdad. Um, so how, growing how old were you, or did you, did you have like a regular, like kind of male figure in your childhood? Um, yes, because it would be my stepdad. So my stepdad, uh, came into the picture very shortly after my parents divorced. So there is, I feel like maybe a year where I didn't, but then after that, it really did become my stepdad. He was my dad growing up. So yeah, I had him throughout my whole childhood. Um, my whole childhood was pretty chill, easy. I would, I feel like with, like I had that in the back of my head about my real dad, but it kind of, because I, my mom was just amazing. My mom was just like the best mom. And mm -hmm. so yeah, she like just really tried to make sure that wasn't, you know, this awful thing for us. So we, me, it was me and my middle sister. And then my 
my mom and my stepdad got married and then they had my youngest sister. Uh, so I, so I have, <laughs> I have two sisters. So I have my real sister, uh, and then I have my, uh, youngest sister, which is technically my half sister. Mm -hmm. And then I also have girl, you're going to need a pie chart for all the siblings I have. So. <laughs> and then I also, my real dad went, went off to remarry and they had a child. So I have my half brother there. Mm -hmm. And then when my mother and my stepdad remarried or when they married, they had, um, my stepdad already had a son. And so he's my stepbrother. So I have four siblings total. <laughs> and if you are a product of divorce, you totally were able to follow that story. And if not, if you're like my kids, they still don't understand what's happening in my family. So there's that. <laughs> um, so yeah, fast forward, I guess I'll just fast forward to, uh, that's kind of how I grew up and then got into high school, had no idea what the heck I wanted to do with my life. Um, I just started working at an insurance company. Actually, when I was in high school, I started working there and fell into that. Like it was nothing I ever wanted to do. I actually, do you want to know what I wanted to do when yes. I grew up? I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher when I grew up. <laughs> that was my, that was always my thing. I was going to be a kindergarten teacher. Did you have um, some great teachers that led you to that or how um, do you think you came to that? I think I just always loved if I had some sort of knowledge, I loved sharing that and like helping people through things. So teacher, like just being a teacher in mm -hmm. general was very much like a, oh, I want to help people and show them things that they may not know. And then I just loved little kids. Like I was obsessed. I babysat all the time growing up. Mm -hmm. I loved little kids, like loved, loved, loved them. Oh. Honestly, in a second life, I'd go back and probably be a preschool teacher because I just love them so yeah I um start in high school I started working for an insurance company um I Wait, actually but why don't you why do you think that you actually never became a teacher and yeah that's a really great question so probably because um I was comfortable in what I was doing mm -hmm. and so because I was working for this insurance company my senior year of high school, I was very comfortable there. And it was like a big person job. <laughs> like there, I worked with lots of older people and there was lots of different mm -hmm. ways to move up and the pay was nice and the benefits were there. And so comfort absolutely is why I stayed. Um, being scared of the unknown, like knowing that, oh, well, that would require all of this stuff that kind of seems a little hard and this is pretty easy right yeah. now and this is comfortable and maybe I'll just stay there had no intention of staying there near as long as I did um but again I fell into comfort for sure hmm. um, I think that's pretty relatable for all of our listeners right now I know I've definitely been there did you when you were like in your comfort did you have any inklings to get out of it? Oh yeah. A hundred percent all of the time. Um, so if anybody knows me <laughs> personally, especially, uh, the job that I was in was very much not conducive to my, like what I thrive in. Um, the job that I was in, I shouldn't, I wasn't supposed to be talking to people. <laughs> like it was a, you sit in your cubicle and you like just process away and you're not speaking to people 
And if somebody goes by to say, hi, how's your day? Like the chit chatting? No, like you just sit and you never, <laughs> I would sit there and go, this is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to do. And I would always like have these little, little things that would come up of maybe I should go back to school. Maybe I should try this again. Maybe I, no, then I, you know, I got married and then I would settle into comfort again. Oh, and then I had a kid. And so no, now I can definitely not do that. So it just got harder and harder, but I always kept having that. I was not, I knew I was not in my purpose and like what I wanted to do. And I always had that feeling in the background. Constantly. Yeah. So like when you say it got harder and harder, it's, it sounds like the, the hardness of it was just like, more thinking piled upon the of absolutely well, I can't yep before it's like I can't oh I'm comfortable then it was like like well now I I'm comfortable and I got a husband but now I'm comfortable I got a husband and I got a kid it was a, <laughs> it was a string of thinking I had that I just kept <laughs> boxing myself in further and further and further to like absolutely 100% I did that um because even, even as I was working for that insurance company at first, like I, I graduated high school and then I immediately started in college while working part-time at the insurance company. And, um, then I stopped going to college. And so that was, mm. I, I couldn't do it. Like, there's no way I couldn't do it. Y'all, I stopped going to college for a public speaking class. <laughs> Wait, because you had to take a public speaking class? Uh, yeah, do, do, do you not heard this? I no. literally, <laughs> so it's so funny to me today because I go and I do public speaking constantly. However, my demise in college at first was that I had, you had to take a public speaking class. I was in the course and it was my very first time that I had to go up and actually do the speaking presentation. I was driving there and said, nope, I don't actually need to do this you know what? College isn't for me. I don't need to do this. I'm just going to go full-time at my place. I'm done. And I turned around and I dropped out of college. Are <laughs> you serious, Ashley? <laughs> yeah. This is the oh. most unbelievable thing I've ever heard. Like hundred percent. You could have told me you dropped out of college for umpteen reasons. I <laughs> never would have guessed public speaking. It's hilarious to me now, but that was such that like, when I look back to that, I'm like, wow, you're thinking really like it really can grab a hold of you and make it something seem so true. And in that moment in time, it was so true to me that there is no way I could do public speaking. I could not get up in front of people and talk. No way. <laughs> like, if you would have told that version of me that this is what I would be doing now, I would have been like, you are nuts. You are crazy in your head. There's no way. Wow. Yeah. yeah so I quit college and I got my full-time job and got comfy and cozy. And then that was another thing that added to my, my boxing myself in was, well, I have to do a public speaking class and I can't do that. So I guess I can't go back to college and guess what? In order to be a teacher, you gotta have, you gotta have a degree. Can't do it. So I lived with that for a really long time of, I can't, I sat in that for a very long time. Um, had my two babies. I had a boy first and then I had a girl sat in my, oh, well, this is just going to be the way it is. I'm just going to be a mom. I'm just going to be in my corporate job in my cubicle. And this is just how it's supposed to be. Even though I knew it wasn't, but I just, I fell into it. Um, and then I moved while I was pregnant with my daughter, I moved and 
uh, had a neighbor who we will now know is Brooke. <laughs> um, but I met her, I had my daughter, met her, um, ended up becoming friends and just knew that she worked with kids, but I had no idea what she did with it. And so here I am in my job. And at the time I had just had my daughter. So I was able to go back to being part-time for a little bit while I had her. And so I had some free time on my hands as well. Like I was part-time and I'm like, oh, well, what else do I want to do? And saw that this, this chick over here looks like she's having, like, she's got a really cool job. I don't know what she does. I just know she works with kids and gosh, dang it. I've always wanted to work with kids. So, um, it kept occurring to me to ask her what she did. And I just kept not doing it. Finally, one day I was like, you know, what do you do? Do you need any help there? Do you need a volunteer? Cause I just am, I'm just over myself. <laughs> like, I'm just over constantly saying I can't do something. And so just tell me what you're doing. Cause I just want to go see what you're doing. And that's what I did. So then I went and, um, shadowed and I know I've shared this before, but literally just shadowed a class and, and was like, Oh, I don't know about this. This is interesting, but I kept going. And then the changes I saw, and I just felt myself. Like I felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. Like this feels right to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so wow. then I just, from there, I kept that moment when I was going into that classroom, I realized like, this is what I want to be doing. How am I supposed to do this? Cause that all of these times I've always thought there's no way I could do it. So I, uh, yeah, I just really had to, to trust myself and know that, okay, it's happening for a reason. Let me like try to figure it out. And I just one day finally said to my husband, you know what? I think that I'm going to try to work there part-time because I was again at my job part-time. So I was like, I could do that part-time and now I'll have a full-time thing. So I took a big leap. I could not explain it to my husband as to why in the world I would want to be doing this. He thought I was crazy. Like it's a nonprofit. Like, what are you doing? Why are you want to go work with like at the time it was a lot of just, you know, troubled teens. It was a lot of, you know, I was going into an alternative school and kids were being kicked out. And so people are like, why in the world are you doing this? Why, do, why would you want to do that? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. So I did that for quite a while until I finally got the courage to say, you know what? No, this is what I want to do full-time. And so now I'm going to quit my job and go full-time here. And that was a very, very scary moment for me. Um, it was a lot relying on, so now working here, now I know like it was my spark that just kept showing up constantly. It was like, I just knew this is what I was supposed to be doing. It was just like this knowing I had so deep inside me that I could not explain to others, but I knew it for myself. Um, now I know that was my spark that <laughs> was trying to lead me along all along, but, uh, yeah, I couldn't really explain it to anybody. I tried as best as I could. I got a lot of crazy looks from a lot of people. <laughs> And then just said, no, I'm going to trust in this. I'm going to do it. And I did. And basically that's how I got here is I just really listened to that. And now here I am. Um, I just had a text from my sister just today that said she was asking something if I was available for a certain date. And I was like, no, I'll be here for work. Or she said vacation or work. I'm like, oh, for work. And she's like, 
you have the best job ever. You are so lucky. And I'm like, I know I really do. And it had me reflecting on how the heck did I get here? Like really, how did I get here? Well, I got here by a lot of just happenstance. It just happened to be that Brooke moved in. It just happened to be that she worked here, but then also trusting myself and trusting that get, stepping outside of that, all of that thinking I had about, I can't, I can't do it. There's no way I couldn't possibly to, Oh, maybe I can. Let's try it out and see. And so what was it like then the first time that you had to actually give a public uh, presentation? Ooh, so, um, so I remember it started out very small um, because Brooke was at the time the one that would do the presentations and she started as the oh, well, I just need you to come and help me with this one activity. Like, that's kind of how she wrote me into these. I think her <laughs> master plan all along was probably exactly what we we're doing, but she started off really small. And she was like, you know, that active, you do this activity all the time with kids. That's all I need you to do. Like, you just need to come and that's what you're going to do. So the very, very first one I ever remember doing was for, um, for an engineering company and she was doing a training for them. Uh, and had me go with her. And she's like, just sit back and watch and it's no pressure, but I am going to have you come up and do this one thing. I'm like, Okay. And I was really nervous, but I was like, okay, I've learned a lot with spark. And I've really learned that just because I'm nervous doesn't mean I can't do it. And so let me just try to do it. After I did that one, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I think this is fun. How interesting is that? I was in a group with a whole lot of people and I stood up at the top at the beginning I was in front and I was doing the speaking and nobody died. <laughs> Everything was fine. <laughs> the world didn't end. Like I didn't melt into embarrassment. Like I'm still here. And it like, it was almost like a light bulb went off for me in that moment of, oh, I was nervous and I still was able to do it. Yeah. Hmm. Let me try that again and see, does that still work? And it worked every single time. And so then it was just a matter of getting comfortable in it and realizing yeah, I'm still, I still get nervous. I'm still years and years and years later. And every freaking time I get up to present, I still get nervous. I just know it doesn't have to mean anything now. Whereas my very first time in that public speaking class, I thought it meant something. I thought it meant if I was that nervous, it meant there's no way you can do it. Like you're, you're just done. You can't do it. Yeah. I myself wrong. <laughs> wow. And now all we know it, that it means is that you just have a lot of thinking going on and that's all it means. Like literally nothing else. Nope. Doesn't mean I can't do it. Doesn't mean anything about me. Just means, oh, I got some thinking going on. It's making me feel a little nervous. Cool. Okay. Let's go. Did, did you, um, did you like settle into it after you got started or, um, by the way, it's fascinating for me to hear that you still get nervous. Um, wait, okay. This sounds so dumb, but I thought it was only me, you know, like, <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. Every single time. Um, I, I think I've settled into it more just because I know what I'm saying. Like I know what I'm saying and doing, and I'm living this all the time anyway. So it's not like I'm trying to pull something out that doesn't make sense. Like I am going into these classes and still teaching this stuff. So it still is relevant and is something I just know. So it makes it way easier. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely still get nervous. We just went to a conference, um, uh, we just came back from a conference and <laughs> before we started, I was like, Brooke goes, oh, here you go. Cause she just knows <laughs> I do it every time. And now I just don't talk to her about it. Cause I know the more that I talk to her about it, the more I start to feel nervous. So I'm just like, oh, okay. 
just, I'm just going to go with it. We're just going to do it. Yeah. I love that. That like, that's like me before I started training, which I've done so many of now, but it's like, Oh, here you go. Couple hours before. Are we going to do that again, Stephanie? Are we going to do this again? Yep. (laughs) Apparently we're doing it. (laughs) Yep. And every freaking time I find myself going, duh, like, look, it was totally fine. Why did you get so worked up about it? It's totally fine. Yeah. Every time. So yeah, that's my, that's my story. Oh, the one thing I didn't mention is that I did end up going back to college at a certain point after I started working here. And so I had all the more reason not, I had a full-time job here. I was in classes. I had two kids. I had a husband, like, there's no way I just one day was like, you know what? I'm going to try to go back. Let me just try to go back and see what happens. And I did and graduated and it was nowhere near as hard as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So what, like, how did that happen? Like, how did that thought get through? Like, I'm going to do it versus the thousands of previous ones. Like what, what made you listen to that one rather than, because it seems like that thought was outnumbered that I I'm going to do it was severely outnumbered by other ones. Right. Yeah. It was just like a, it just, honestly, it really was, when we talk about this all the time, it really was like this big insight I had that I didn't even realize. It just occurred to me one day, you know, I could do this. Honestly, I didn't even tell anybody when I first signed up for classes again, because I didn't want to make it a thing if like, I couldn't actually do it, (laughs) but it just occurred to me like, oh, classes are starting. You could sign up, like just sign up and see what happens. So I did. And I think I did the first few weeks without even telling my husband, like just to see if I could actually do it. I really did. (laughs) You're like, I'm not letting anybody hold me accountable for this. I'm not telling anybody. Uh, And I think part of it was that I didn't want anybody to tell me because on paper, it really did look like that probably wasn't a great option. Um, It looked like it was going to be way too stressful, way too hard, too much to do. You're going to waste your money. Why do you need to do this? So I think that's part of why I didn't tell anyone, not even my mom, because I didn't want to hear from the outside, mm. like all the reasons, because I already had my own reasons, but I knew like, maybe I can actually do this. So I just didn't want any- to hear anybody else. And yeah. then once I did it for like two weeks, I was like, oh, I'm going to tell people. And then I'm also going to go, but I'm already doing it. So you, your reasons don't matter. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely just a big insight. And then I wanted to prove to myself and see, is it true? And it was, it was true. I could do it. So here I am. And then what was the reaction of your family when you're like, yeah, I've been going to college for two weeks. They were like, what, what, (laughs) how? I mean, it's just a couple online classes I've been doing. Not been that hard. They, they all thought like, I don't even understand how you've been doing this. And why did you not tell us what is wrong with you? That's kind of their reaction. Like, really? Like, I just wanted to prove it first. I love that. Yeah. Ooh, wee. if y'all stuck around now, you know, all sorts of stuff about me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I certainly do. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you thought of this topic. I love, I love hearing your origin story (laughs) and being able to actually ask questions about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting for me on this end for you to be able to ask the questions because it also had me reflecting, Oh, why did I do that? Or, Oh, that's really interesting. Uh, the longer that I've worked at Spark, the more I've seen there's so much stuff that fell through to put me to this place. And there's also so much that I just went with because it 
felt like the right thing to put me right here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of things I can look back and be like, dang, there was this one time that I really wanted this position at that insurance company so bad. And I got my hopes up and then I didn't get it. And I look back and I'm like, oh, cause if I would have got that, I would have stuck there and I would have just stayed and sliding so doors. thankful. Yes. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Like from at that moment, it looked like such a dead end and a like, oh, uh, and now I'm like, oh no, that was setting me up for being here now, which is so cool to think about. It is. And it's also that this concept of sliding doors, you know, like it's helpful for me, like if I want something right now and it's not happening to know like, okay, well that, because that would not set me up for something else that I am supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's this trust that, you know, when, when you are guided by your spark that you're on the path, right. Mm-hmm. It, may, it may not be, you know, like the most neatly groomed path, not at um, all. <laughs> but there is one. And yeah you know, you don't take certain turns or whatever, because that's not, that's not part of your path. That's not what uh, your spark is calling you to do. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's really, really cool to be able to reflect back and see that. And like that reflection helps moving forward as well, because in my life moving forward, I can exactly what you're saying. Like there are certain times still where something, I think I'm going this way. And then doesn't work out. I'm like, what the, oh, it's setting me up for something down the line. I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's done it for me in the past. So it's still going to do it for me now. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> well, good. Well, we'll have to do this again with somebody else in the hot seat. <laughs> yes. I'll be, I'll be in the hot seat next okay. time. <laughs> good. Cause I'm intrigued now, now that you found out so much about me, I'm so intrigued for you. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually look forward look to it. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So hopefully you all enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, if you liked it, we'll keep doing it. And that way you can find out a, just a little bit more about all of us and how all the paths that led us to where we are right now, which is really cool to think about. So thank you all for listening and uh, we will see you back here next time. Follow us on all of the social media, Spark. Uh, you can find us anywhere, Spark Initiative, Spark Mentoring, go find us and follow us. And we, yeah, we'll see you back here next time. Bye. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in.